Okay. We missed you last week. We missed you last week. Thank you, thank you. I missed everyone last week also, but it was Purim. So, but yeah, good evening. You know, good evening, everybody. So we're going to start uh, where we left off. Um, I'll just say one thing, actually. You know, last week we left off in one one world, and today I really believe we find ourselves in a very different world, uh, and that's not only because we had a Purim uh, in between, but really the greatest Torah scholar, the greatest Torah sage alive, Reb Chaim Kanevsky, passed away. And one of the things uh, that we're learning about is the power of our deeds and how important how we act and what we do and how we think. And what, and Emily and Hashem. You have to understand, Chaim Kanevsky, I was by him many times. I brought some of my children, some of Yosef Meir, who's going to high school next year. I remember I have a picture in my house of Yosef Meir asking Chaim, a child that was five years old. Um, but Reb Chaim was, was, he was never a Rosh Hashiva, was not a Rav, was not a, a, a Magid Shir, didn't give Shir, Shir. wasn't really a speaker at all. Um, there were many Sfarim, but Reb Chaim really was, was somebody who was the essence of Torah in this world. His whole life was Torah, whose whole being was Torah. There are countless stories about Reb Chaim's brachas, and words, the power of his words. That really came because he emulated to Hashem. So, we live in a different world, actually, when his uncle, who was the Chazanish, passed away. The Chazanish, who he considered his father, Chaim's father, was one of the greatest Gudela, the stipler Goyen. His father-in-law was Rabbi Al-Yashiv, who was also widely considered one of the biggest Gudela of the past generation. But he considered his Rebbe the Chazanish, and when the, Chaz- when the Chazanish passed away, the Briskarov, who was from the greatest uh, Gedelim, sages afterwards, uh, and during that time as well, said it's a different world. So I, I just wanted to say, for all of us, we're living really in a different world. Um, and, and there's a vacuum in the world. So I, I would just, in general, um, it, we, 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 when uh, the, the essence of a Jew is to pick up our game when necessary. I think, you know, I started this many months ago, right after Sukkot, and we're going to conclude right before Pesach, the Sefer, actually, next week. Uh, many months ago, we started the Sefer. I said, we need a lot of Rachamim, whether at that time was uncertainty about COVID. Um, today, you look at the world news, whether it's Ukraine and Russia, the price of gas, inflation in general, but also, there's so many products of this. Because of this whole fight, um, now it's very possible that a terrible Iran deal will come into being. They seem to be uh, even willing to take the Iranian guard off the terrorist list to do this. There's a lot of things that we need Hashem's mercy, but certainly we need it because we lost the greatest uh, Gadol, the greatest Tamar Chacham, and the world is a tremendous vacuum. So those who are on this year and those who will hear this year know that your actions are even more important today uh, than ever. Uh, what you do and I do today mean more. Which is more of a need. On that note, it's actually a good uh, segue to what we're talking about. We're continuing with Malchus, and the, the Ramak then says, talks about Yirah Hashem, that if you want to get kingship, you want to get this level of bringing Hashem into the, your life, into my life, into the world, you need to not only have, as, uh, uh, as we said last time, a, 
no, no, uh, uh, no, understanding that everything in life is tefillah, everything in life is prayer. Whether it's the good days or the bad days, we're completely, totally dependent on Hashem's kindness. So Harishon and Samatat Yerushalayim, Harishon is kedulasu shayetsu hakol alkol nimsa. We have to be cognizant and recognize the greatness of Hashem on everything in this world. People are scared of a lion, from a bear, from an armed bandit, from fire, from earthquakes. All of these natural or, or event things are human. Um, these are small things. And a person really thinks about what's really to be scared about in this world, what's really to be concerned about of this world is a and you should be totally a person should be have total trepidation. You know, I know people over the years that put themselves in very compromised uh, places. Sometimes it's in universities, sometimes it's in workforces, because they're scared of making a living, or they do things, they, they move places because they're scared of different things. The thing that we should be scared most about is Hashem. And we're going to discuss this in a moment, a little bit more, that Hashem is the source of everything in this world. And if you're going to be picking what you should be scared about and the decisions we make and the actions that we take, it should first and foremost be how it's going to affect our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Torah and Mitzvahs. How could a human being a boss of Adam, sin again in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where Elohim haya arriva doiv yochleu, a lion or bear would physically hurt you, and that's what people are scared of, Elohim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the greatest, as we said many weeks ago, the bears are sins, so will all be open, but the judgment is for eternity. Our actions, our consequences, through all the worlds and from all time. Should we not be scared from an apaka from Hashem's greatness? That's the first part of your Hashemi. The second is Tamid. When you see Hashem's um, divine presence consistently, Now, uh, today there are lots of video cameras. You know you're on. Actually, uh, as I said, I I had a dinner tonight with a thousand people, and there's a dais at this dinner for the yeshiva, and obviously I was the MC, I ran the thing, so I was the MC, MC on the dais, and there's some of the rosh yeshiva or bottom or on some of the lay leaders on my on my side, and then behind me, all the schools were there, all the schools teachers, dozens of them, so. They didn't want to eat. They told me they can't eat because everyone's staring at them when they're eating. <laughs> right? You know, they're right behind. They can, the whole world can see them eating. And there's also the video cameras because the speaker is there. You know, it was so big. They had to, to have screens everywhere. So everyone's scared to eat. I'm talking about to eat. There was steak. There was steak dinner tonight. I had chicken. I, I, I had chicken. I had 10% chicken. I was one of the, pe- one of the, the, the people who had the chicken that ate steak. Uh, like for like certain times, so they were all scared to eat. You know, imagine that with a video camera of people seeing a Kaddish Baruch, we have to be cognizant and aware 
that Hashem is not watching us eat and how we eat and what we eat and how we say brachas and how we act every single day. We're constantly being screened and watched. You know, a, a true servant, certainly a person who feels that their job is on the line, that their life is on the line, and in front of their master is constantly aware of, cognizant of what their situation is. All the time of the a person is always in front of Hashem, but in a pukucha, and their eyes are uh, open to all the ways. Yira v'yivchad, a person should be fearful and trep- have trepidation. Ha'eich yireno, how could a Kaddish Baruch Hu see us? Yivato mitzvayisav, chalila to 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 mivato any of his mitzvahs. Hashlishi, number three, and this is you know just to appreciate what it means to be fearful of Hashem and understand that hayos shurish kol hashamas that we know that um, Hashem is the source of everything in this world. And, um, and everything, and it means our soul is connected up to all of the divine channels, all the way up and throughout all of the spiritual worlds. The person who sins, right? he damages these spiritual worlds. If I just would realize that we push nuclear weapons, uh, there, are, there are, you know, I just saw somebody say today, I don't remember what it was. I, I, I didn't read the article, so I'm just saying to you that, that Vladimir Putin is the most dangerous dictator in the history of the world. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, but he's certainly one of the most. And not because you can compare him at all to a Hitler or, a, or, a, or Ukrainians like Bogdan Khmelnytsky or anyone like that. The reason why he's super dangerous in theory would be he has nuclear weapons. <laughs> he gets upset. He pushes. You could. You could mean, you know, there were people who were nervous about the past president that you know, they, they claimed it. Now again, I, I voted for him twice, and I would certainly vote for him over Joe Biden any day again. But it, is he? Did he? Was he? Did he, Was he impulsive? Yeah, he was impulsive. And were there people who scared that who knows what he'll do with nuclear weapons? There are people who were concerned. Um, I, I was not concerned about that, but but I can, I mean I appreciate where their concern could possibly come from. You have nuclear weapons. I mean, you can't joke around with that type of stuff, even as an, as a line. Well, if we realize that we all we are all connected to the upper world, and what we do is nuclear, and if a chalil of God forbid a person sins as an avera poigim they damage not just their own spiritual self, but all the spiritual world at some level. Why should they not be scared? You're going to make disgusting Hashem's uh, palace and uh, all of the worlds. Number four is leadership. Number four is even a higher level. That when a person sins, they could um, actually not just affect the spiritual worlds, but kavayachal, if it could be even be an attack on Hashem. And what you're doing really, therefore, is not that Hashem is omnipotent and all powerful. He's He's the beginning and end of everything. So you're not going to hurt Hashem kavayachal. Hashem gives us life. But what we are doing is uh, you're damaging the relationship. Right? We know that in every relationship, 
there's a certain amount of trust, of connection. We have a physical relationship with the world around and our, our mitzvahs connect us on many worlds, ways, but it's also on a spiritual level, and there's a general relationship. And when a person sins, they damage the relationship. And how should a person not be scared to do that? Person fixes it if they realize it's a relationship in a marriage. A person's healthy, married, or they have a parent's relationship, or, or a precious relationship. You care about the relationship. And some of the awe or fear comes from the fact that you don't want to damage that relationship. Also, on the, and this is the last part of this chapter, is a person should be careful. You want the divine presence in your life. You shouldn't distance yourself from it. I saw that the, the, the Rebar Goldberg, the Tal Shiv from Cleveland, points out the initial Shilaka Shechina, that to lose a divine presence in our lives, it's the most evil thing that could possibly happen. Ukedai, it's worthwhile, Litsayin, Bazer, to point out with this. Divri Hagra, the words of the Gra and Shir Hashirim. Alapasak Vishpeti Eschem, Benais Yerushalayim. Im Timsu es Daidi Matagidu. Lo, shechoyles avas ani, right? That to damage, to create any period, any separation um, between us and Hashem is the greatest damage. The greatest thing, the greatest damage is to cause any period, any separation. Now, this is an interesting thing. He gives a very, there's many things. He picks something which is obviously felt it's super important. And that is um, that a person has to be married. Listen to how he says, now this is a very, very different approach to marriage that you learn in the complete opposite in the Western world. And unfortunately, by the way, there are many Yidin, many Jews who never heard this before. Now when a person is married, they bring the Shekhinah. We know, by the way, that Yitzchak, when he married Rivka, the Shekhinah came into the, into the house. So, now Kabbalistically, the woman brings a Shekhinah, which is feminine, into the house. For Adam, which is Kabbalah, I'm sure again, not male, not female, nothing like that. For Adam, Oymed, it's, it's, it's a feminine, there's this masculine parts of how we understand Hashem. Again, it's nothing masculine about Hashem. He's, he's, there's no body to Hashem, but our understanding is the feminine Shekhinah presents that part. The Adam, and therefore we're we're between our physical life, our sp- and who's connected to us spiritually, and Hashem. Ben Shtein Akevas, Akeva Tachtoina. We know with our wife, uh, there, uh, or our spouse, there's a relationship which has obligations of food and clothing and intimacy, and the Shchino has all of and above you, and not the Shchino, the divine presence, to give a person bracha. Sheyitan veYachzer veYitan leishes brisa. That you should give, be connected to the wife of your who you're connected to. Be tiferes, shu oymed and tiferes, just oymed and shnei anakevus. Ima ilah lashpielo kolat zayrach the ima ilah to give him everything that's needed. Um, that's the divine presence above the ima. The ima is from the chachma, which is a kabbalistic thing I mentioned briefly before. The ima tita, the lower mother. 
is again to connect. And there's, there's, there's again these are Kabbalistic terms, but they're important just to have to scratch the surface of chesed, of kindness, and din, and judgment, and racham, and kaneida. But the way you get this connection to Hashem is through marriage and a healthy marriage. We need to follow other parashmishna. This is a great thing. Now, you, 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 you see, intimacy in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, it's part of the Ksuba, it's part of Shabbos, it's part of, it's considered halig, considered holy. Um, sometimes a man and wife are physically separate for a few reasons. Sometimes she's a nida. Um, it could be that in certain situations at a very high level, which is not 99% of the people, you know, the religious people level as well, is a person's Isaac Torah. Actually, this is a little bit closer. A person's Isaac Torah. And on the weekdays, um, husband and wife are into it. Of course, today, uh, the post can be done actually twice a week, but on, on those days and those times are high level. And number three is a person who goes traveling on the road and, and in order to, to distance himself from sin. It's not with his wife. He was Manam Elo in how to, um, um, uh, so all these times, excuse me, Shechina Devukavik Shura Mama Eina Menachas also. You know, we'll see that a person has to still be connected to Hashem and to the Shechina. Tzarech Adam, Lizayar, and therefore when you're going traveling, for example, you have to be careful, Shlo Tepart Shechina Mimenu, that um, uh, you should not distance yourself from the Shechina, from the Divine Presence, or your wife, and therefore connect to Torah. Um, and we say Tefillah Sadarach, amazing thing. Saying Tefillah Sadarach when you travel or connect to the Torah takes the place of a person's spouse. In that way, they can be careful from sin and they're Isaac Torah. Now, I just wanted to say one thing. This is, I don't want to elaborate on this too much right now, but it. it what by us, when you learn marriage, when, when, when the Torah viewpoint in marriage is the highest spiritual connection a human being can have. Um, that's why uh, in the yeshivas, in the schools, in the beisakos, they push children to get married young. Um, because if you want to bring Hashem into your life, if you want to have children, which is a, 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 the fruit of that, and also, of course, in the world we live in today, for it's not married young, they have all different other kinds of drives. But also marriage is an apex, it's an acne, it's a madrega, it's a level that a person could, uh, uh, it's, and it's not like today, it's not just, of course there's a companionship aspect. And of course there's uh, being gratified, I'm not just talking about physically, emotionally, um, and having, on all levels. But part of marriage, part of Nesuin, being carried up, or Kedushin, to be Makadish, to sanctify, is of course to bring Hashem into your life. And being married is the best way to do that. Uh, therefore, when a woman is uh, Anida, how does this going to come when you care for all the laws of Anida? And uh, the other times when she's not Anida, particularly uh, on certain times like the night she goes to the mikvah Friday night, person's traveling, comes home, uh, there's a concept of being intimate in the Shechina. Uh, actually, you bring the Shechina in the world. Um, and that's what the Zohar uh, elaborates, uh, elaborates on. So it's the complete opposite. The world looks at intimacy as a physical pleasure. Uh, and we view it, of course, it should be pleasurable, but a way to actually bring the Divine Presence into the world, if done correctly. Um, and therefore, he says that the intimacy, Pi Ishto, 
it has to be at the right times, uh, and the right Kabbalistic times. Um, and, and he says you can learn Tikkunim, which is, and Tikkunim is our precious precious, okay. Um, also, um, it's a little bit, again, Kabbalistic, but it's again, all the, you see, when we're learning, we're learning levels uh, for ourselves, and so some of this is like, whoa, very high level, but again, it, I actually, I'll tell you the truth. You know, this week, I had some really choppy waters, partially because of this dinner. There's some things that Baruch Hashem was a beautiful event today, and Hashem, His kindness, made this a beautiful event, Baruch Hashem. But I can tell you that some of the waters were really choppy. I had some really choppy waters in many, many, many uh, aspects. I, I always think to myself when I was, I think, 8th grade going to ninth or 7th going to 8th, I went to a basketball camp. I don't know what all I was thinking, but I was very into basketball at that age. Went to a basketball camp. It was in the University of Miami. And um, I was not a Jewish camp at all. I was wearing my yarmulkes. I think two, kids, two or three kids were yarmulkes. The rest were like minorities, all kinds of people. Obviously, with my height, I was a point guard, one, or two, two guard, or in the center of forward. But I remember the, the first day of camp, this coach, who was an assistant coach for the University of Miami basketball team, camp, team. So, uh, and that's why I was in the University of Miami. He brought in, I don't know how old these guys were, certainly a few years older than us. Um, they were, you know, uh, most of them were African-Americans, if I remember correctly. Um, they were dunking the ball over our heads. It was like, no contest. They killed us is an understatement. They shechted us, destroyed us. But I remember he said, uh, and I always remember this. I don't think I got too much else out of that camp that you don't become a great captain on smooth waters. And I was thinking about this week with, with there's some choppy waters. That at the end of the day of life, if everything is always smooth and easy, you don't improve. And there's a couple ways to improve. One of the ways to improve spiritually is what we're doing right now. Um, we hear dreams and aspirations at levels which we may not be fully at but we can gain from it, it motivates us to do more. And everything we do more is precious for eternity. So on that note, he continues like how you could spiritually connect to Hashem. If you want to have Hashem in your life, you got to beautify yourself, like put jewelry on. With all kinds of jewelry, and beautiful clothes. What is, what's the jewelry and beautiful clothes that you and I should wear? Ham tikune amidos, hanescaris kulam, fixing our character traits, our attributes, which you've already mentioned many of them. Vachashitikin atzmo tikunea. And after a person's work themselves, develop themselves, develop their persona, they are now yechav and atzmo, they are then able to be a kli, a vessel, to be, to hold Torah, do mitzvahs. Uh, now, what he's saying is, on a high level, when you do Torah mitzvahs, you should have a mind to connect uh, to Hashem. When you're looking to do Torah mitzvahs because you care about connecting to Hashem, you care about the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then you're going to be connected and it won't leave you. Vezepetanai, uh, this is, of course, accordingly, if your person purifies and sanctifies, a person does tormentus and goes to a beach and watches all kinds of improper sights, 
you're not going to be holy doing that, right? Or looks at certain types of periodicals, magazines, sites, whatever it may be. It won't uplift the person. And when a person, however, is pure and holy, and therefore, um, even in marriage, you should channel that um, in the right way as well with your, with your wife. Harish uh, Now he's talking back to marriage. Mizona, when you're you should try to sustain your spouse with Mizoin. Number two is Timachasa also uh, with the Gurul, cover her, which means that that when you're connected to your wife, it should be for, with with your Shemayim. Um and it it's not about and it's talking intimacy right now, just having personal uh personal personal uh, self gratification. It's about connecting in the relationship, uh, and in general, he says if you want to be connected to your wife in the right way, you should look to do the Torah and mitzvahs first that way, and then you'll be trained to do it with your wife. He says even tefillin and tzitzis. And number three, um, when you when you yourself, if you want to bring the shkirim life, you do kriya shema. You say shema with Torah study. Uh, and then you bring that into the marriage, it's a different marriage, into a different house. Um, this really ends this chapter. And next week we have one more chapter. Maybe we'll have a chance to do something before Pesach. But again, there's two major themes here. One is your Shemayim. This whole chapter, Malchus, Malchus really is the culmination of all of the spheres. It's this world. It's the world that we live in here and now. The Ramak is stressing that you and I and everyone needs to have a relationship with Hashem. If you take the relationship, understand the power of our deeds, just like the words we say, just like how we act, how we talk, makes a difference, right? It affects everything, how we say, what we talk, what we do. You know, in a relationship with Hashem, we should have a year of Shemaim, just like those Rebbeim sitting up there on the dais didn't want to eat uh, because people were looking at We should look, Hashem looks at us. But not just Hashem looks at us. We don't want to hurt the relationship. We don't want to damage the spiritual world. And number two is really we want the Shechina in our lives. Marriage is a large component, but in general, how we act, what we do, how the, the life we live um, brings the Shechina. You know, I, I mentioned Reb Chaim Kanevsky. You know, I'm just going to just finish with that as well. Uh, Reb Chaim was... Beloved, the man had more than half a million people on his levaya. Um, others tried to get there; they closed a lot of the country down. They were worried about all kinds of things. But the reason he was great is because he lived with all things we talk about, talked about today. Um, I'm going to very give a very crude, very very crude uh, parable, Marshall. But you look at the whole Ukraine today, and you know. You essentially have citizens, and obviously they have some army, and they've been given plenty of weapons by the West. But still, it's they're greatly outnumbered. It's amazing. It's amazing that Russia can't just crush them. Now, part of the reason Russia won't crush them like they would like to is they they still have some modicum of concern about public opinion, even though not that much. They're still bombing cities, um, but a lot of it is that individuals realize they're making a difference. So you and I may say, like Rebbechaim Kanyeski was a general of generals. Like, there's no way I can make up anything that he was. 
But the answer really is, is that if you and I push ourselves, we can push off any Yitzhar, we can bring Kedusha into this world. When people believe in themselves and believe in their power and want to connect. So I would just say all of what we're doing now is more valuable. Uh, certainly now, uh, in, the, in the, the three weeks before Pesach, time of Geula, time of redemption, time where the Jewish people, we say the first night of Pesach, had all kinds of miracles, second night, um, all kinds of nisim. Uh, the more we do, we have to realize, the more we do, the more, the better we are, and the greater uh, we make the world. Okay, we'll hold here. Next, we'll finish the last chapter, we'll finish before Pesach, that's a big